0: Hey, what's up, guys? Gonna get into the episode here in a second, but I just wanted to say we're hitting the top 10. The exercise is kind of coming to an end, which I have some bittersweet feelings about. But one of the best things about doing this so far is the fact that it seems like, based on some stats and some social media interactions, there actually are people tuning in, if not on a weekly basis, you know, on a regular basis at their own pace, which is so fucking cool. Thank you very much for listening. With that in mind, I wanted to kind of float out to you guys. I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this exercise. And I want to know what you would be interested in hearing next. There are a bunch of Terrorizer magazine lists that I could count down. There's the Black Metal one, which I've already listened to, but would be open to doing some reviews on. There's the Sludge Metal list, which I think is kind of cool. Top 100 of the 80s, top 100 of the 90s would be a big undertaking. We could also bust this open beyond just Terrorizer lists. There's the Pusshead Top 100 Hardcore albums. I would love to do a Thrash Metal list, but Terrorizer, oddly enough, doesn't have a Thrash Metal list on their website. So, you know, if you can find a good Thrash Metal list, I would be open to doing that. I was also thinking of doing Deathcore. There's a Top 15 Deathcore albums from Revolver. And now I know my audience skews a little bit older, so Deathcore might not be the move, but I do think Hardcore is kind of taking that direction next, so it would be relevant. Let me know what you think about that. I'm going to put my email address in the show notes. It's gugl0003 at gmail.com. If you forget that, you can just scroll down to the bottom of the page, hit me up through email or on twitter at dm discharge and let me know what you think because i definitely want to keep going and would love to hear what the audience would love to hear so thank you so much for listening let's get into today's episode bye Hey, what's up? Welcome to Death Metal Discharge, episode number 31. This is the Death Metal Podcast by Hardcore Kid. I'm the aforementioned Hardcore Kid. My name is Vince, and I'm counting down the Terrorizer top 40 Death Metal albums of all time, giving my Hardcore Kid informed opinion on some classic Death Metal records. Today we're doing number 10 on the list. We're hitting the top 10, finally, and number 10 is Unquestionable Presence by the progressive death metal band, the technical death metal band Atheist. This record starts off with some sort of like jazz bass and jazz rhythm stuff. And right from that first intro, I already knew this is going to be something that kind of tests me. You know what I mean? Kind of test my patience, test my loyalty. Because I really don't love the showboating and the wanking that this type of death metal is known for. If you've listened to the podcast, you know what I like in my death metal. And this record, for the most part, takes a very different approach from that. And the approach it takes is kind of gimmicky to me, to be honest. Like I just want my death metal to be straightforward and as aggressive as possible. And this style seems kind of like a joke to me you know what I mean it's like the ska of death metal it lacks in my opinion the intensity and the ferocity of the death metal I love some of the parts on this atheist record in particular like it almost seems kind of soft to me like I think that this record it's not the softest record that we've heard so far I'd say maybe the cynic record was has been like the least hard but this one has some pretty mushy kind of parts. Not in necessarily a terrible way. I'm picking up elements of power metal stuff, like maybe Judas Priest or something, in the slower and more epic passages, which is cool to think about. Like, You know those bands are influential on death metal, but you don't always hear it, so it's kind of cool to hear it on a record every once in a while. But, you know, if you're looking for something hard, you should probably look elsewhere. This isn't Cannibal Corpse, although it does have its hard moments. i also getting a little bit of rush on sort of like the cleaner elements here, the more prog elements, and then like the weird time signatures and stuff, you know. So it's no Tomb of the Mutilated, but if you're not a total meathead, it is what it is on that. I also don't love the structures on this type of death metal, like the song structures. I don't like the randomness, and I find the transitions can get pretty choppy. Like, there's two clean parts on the first song, Mother Man, and they seem so unnecessary to me. Like, one choppy, clean part, okay, I get it, but why do you need the second one? It's just like, there's no point to it, in my opinion. The songs on here aren't all like that, though. They're very complex. There's lots of parts, but it seems on, you know, three or four of them, there's a pretty solid through line and, you know, some pretty well-written songs here, although there are parts on all the songs that just don't seem congruent to me. Like, there's this cool Latin rhythm on the song, Enthralled in Essence, and I got to say, like, it's a cool part, but it doesn't fit in the song at all, and it's like, why didn't you just make another song that had that part in it why did you have to throw this latin rhythm in this really hard song it doesn't make any sense but there are cool riffs all over the record the musicians on here are very creative and skilled so we're getting some fun parts that you can nod your head along to for sure definitely some likable parts on here i can totally see why somebody would love this record it's just compositionally and stylistically it's very far afield From what I like or what I'm familiar with coming from a hardcore background. But I have to admit it does have redeeming qualities. And also I think people who like more complex music. Like I can hear like elements of classical music on here. Jazz is definitely like an admitted influence on this record. So if you like you know big brain people music. I think this record has a lot to offer you. If you understand music theory, if you're you you know you're tired of morons banging them four-four time, this record probably has a fair bit to offer you. It came out in 1991 on a small record label that I've never heard of before called Active Records. And along with Human by Death... And Testimony of the Ancients by Pestilence. I think this fits right in speaking in terms of the stylistic direction that Death Metal was taking at the time. Of those three records, it's probably like the most out there in terms of trying to be technical and weird. But it's very ambitious for the time it came out. You got to give it that. And it also sounds pretty good production-wise. Like I said, they're bringing in some different ideas and influences in that, like, new wave of British heavy metal and prog stuff that was around, you know, 10 to 15 years before this record came out. And for that reason, I think we're getting stuff that sounds a lot brighter and a lot lusher than most of the other stuff on this list. But the Atheist record still does have a fair bit of that, like, more sound crunch to it. So it's a good sounding record, kind of kept my interest. If it was recorded shittily, I don't think I would have liked this nearly as much. My favorite tracks on here, the title track, Unquestionable Presence. I think that's like a really well-written song, and it kind of goes to show like how good this style of death metal can be in the very in my opinion, rare instances when they like nail the songwriting because it's a complex song, but it definitely has two or three riffs that it kind of like sticks to and makes it like a cohesive sort of musical idea. Then there's the song Enthralled in Essence. It's probably the hardest song on this record in terms of the riffing and the tone and the speed. So I enjoyed that. And then there's a song called Formative Years, which structurally, I do not have any idea what this song is supposed to be doing. Listening to this album, I had to listen to it on like a full YouTube rip because it's not on streaming. So I don't even know when the song before this begins and Formative Years starts. But at some point, Formative Years starts and the band is like really going in technicality-wise. The drummer's doing some really cool stuff with the uh, double bass, and so I think from a technical perspective, this is the most impressive song. My final thoughts on the record as a whole, as you could probably tell, I didn't love this one, but it did kind of grow on me as I was listening to it. Like A couple things are obvious. First of all, it's being played by very talented musicians. Second of all, it's very ambitious and creative. Like the weird influences we're getting on it, the scope of the songs and like what they're trying to do. And third of all, it's very influential. Like I can hear Cryptopsy in this record, even though Cryptopsy is like way fucking harder and heavier than this. You know, some of like the, the songwriting approach you can definitely hear the cryptopsy was like ripping this off and you know there's pick a million other death metal bands who also try and play jazz bass on their records this is probably a landmark for that kind of stuff so this record obviously like i said has redeeming qualities it just takes an approach that i'm not super accustomed to And that approach is like shooting for the moon in terms of technical bravado. I think it nails that on the head. So if that sounds at all interesting to you, give this a listen. Unquestionable Presence by Atheist. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye.